0: Good afternoon and welcome to the PWGC Environmental Echo. I'm your host, Paul Boyce, the President and CEO of PWGC. Uh, today we've got a really interesting topic. It's a topic I've had many of our listeners reach out and some of my you know, staff and, and family members and friends, people that know me and that know this project have reached out to me to say, hey, why don't you do a podcast on this? And I was very, very fortunate to get a couple of guests to do this topic. Uh, the topic is St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, not only just the, the geothermal portion that a lot of people are interested in, but we'd like to talk a little bit about the, the renovation work. And our guest today, I've got the, the lead architect, Jeff Murphy of Murphy, Burnham, and Buttrick. Uh, he's uh, owner and principal of the, the firm, and I also have Tom Newbold of Landmark Facilities Group, the mechanical engineer that uh, worked on the project as, as well as PWGC with, on, the, on the geothermal portion. Um, so the, the project took place a few years ago. Uh, was completed the gosh probably 2015 2016 and that era it was a renovation of a historic national historic landmark and a city landmark uh so it was a a pretty high profile project jeff if if you don't mind starting off uh would you just tell us a little bit about the renovation you know what was involved how it all came about you know i mean obviously it's it was a very old cathedral and it was definitely time to, to you know not just put a fresh coat of paint on it but um you know get it back to what it once was. Well,
1: Paul, thank you. Uh, it's it's nice to be here, and especially nice to be on this podcast with uh, you and Tom, who were both really integral to, to the uh, geothermal project. Um, we, we actually, believe it or not, interviewed for this project back in 2005. And we got the project in 2006. And it came about because uh, then Cardinal uh, Egan uh, noticed a crack in one of the columns on the inside of the building and said, you know, we should probably look into that. And um, some wonderful uh, trustee named Tom Scarrangiello, who's, who's the chairman of uh, Burton Tomasetti, uh, suggested that they do a needs assessment. And we uh, interviewed with this, you know, 30 uh, person uh, team for for the needs assessment and uh, over the next five or six months we produced a, a big big document that outlined you know all the all the challenges in that building the building really hadn't been renovated since the 1940s and all of the systems there were shot and so uh we did this uh, needs assessment thinking that it would sit on the shelf for a couple or three years and Two weeks later, we got a call saying, you know, when can you start this project? And so uh, we were, we were our jaws after we picked up our jaws off, of the, off the ground, uh, we jumped into doing this project and um, you know, it, it, it turned out to be uh, a comprehensive uh, uh, project where we addressed, you know, we basically touched every surface in that building, uh, both restoration, uh, new projects, and a complete systems over, overhaul, uh, and that's where uh, the geothermal system came into play, and, and we we got involved with you guys in developing this this system.
0: So Tom, how how did you get involved? You know, it's, I mean, Jeff just mentioned the uh, you know the mechanical systems and the geothermal. Um, you know, what drew you to the project?
2: Well we um had a relationship with uh MBB that was ongoing and uh you know they invited us to be a part of the team so uh that was how we got involved but what was interesting is that the project didn't start out as a geothermal project it it was originally going to be a conventional air cooled uh chiller system and it was going to be installed in a vault uh on the south side of the cathedral um with huge subway grading vents um, to allow the heat rejection, and we were going to continue with the ConEd steam uh, for for heat. And once the prices started coming in for doing this excavation, it was so astronomically high that we were asked to look at other alternatives for um, you know ways to heat and cool the cathedral. And there were a couple of different scenarios we looked at, and you know the the one that I always found most interesting was that we actually investigated the feasibility of tunneling under 5th Avenue and buying chilled water and hot water from Rockefeller Center. Uh, but in the end, you know, after doing a number of life cycle cost analysis and, you know, owning and operating analysis, we, we discovered that uh, the geothermal system would actually be the most economical solution. And it also happened to align nicely with the archdiocese' uh, interest in you know having a you know being good stewards of the uh, climate. So
0: and that that part I do remember specifically being mentioned to me is when we got involved on, as the geothermal engineer. So that was uh, you know and we fully support that and stood behind that. You know, so you guys you mentioned some of the the, the bigger.
1: Paul, of- I would add to what Tom was saying. Uh, the uh, When we started this project, uh, we saw a lot of reasons to to look at geothermal technology. And um, the biggest thing having to do with the fact that uh, the system really had so much, has so little impact on the historic fabric of the church. And uh, not only that, um, when we did initially speak to LFG, uh, it was clear that there was a way, even though it was going to be challenging to integrate the system on the interior of the building into existing spaces, including, you know, uh, radiator enclosures and, and so forth. And, um, we, we actually presented this to the client way back in, in maybe 2007. Uh, but geothermal technology in Manhattan really just did not have a great track record. It, it was being used at, the Union Theological Seminary and the General Theological Seminary, and we just didn't have enough data to sort of uh, sell to this very conservative institution. You know, they wanted they wanted sort of a sure thing, and, and geothermal technology in Manhattan, I think at that point, still wasn't established, still hadn't had enough years of, of uh, use in the city, and so uh, we sort of set that aside. And as Tom said we we uh we designed what what we referred to as a conventional plant for this for this project which which as he 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 clearly pointed out had a lot of challenges in terms of what it did to the campus of saint patrick's Cathedral.
0: oh that's that's for sure i i remember it well (laughs) um so you know we, we talked about some of these bigger you know elements or aspects of the project you know and i know the the, the full renovation had uh, a construction budget of uh, you know several hundred million dollars if i'm not mistaken um do you guys recall what $1 million. 183 i mean <laughs> unbelievable you know i mean yeah. and i was there many times during construction watching the inside work the outside work as well as the geothermal work as we were responsible for but the stuff that was going on you know um uh, and, and you know my, my the question we had is like you know who established you know how much to spend did, did the archdiocese say you know we've got this much, make it work, or did you guys say it's going to cost this much you know, how, how did that all work out
1: i think I think we sort of backed into that that budget and um, we we were working uh, very closely with uh, zubac and uh so back in, which is an owner's rep and also structure tone. Um, and uh, we had a, an amazing cost estimator, Chris Slocum. And uh, from the very beginning of this project, we started cost estimating. And so even with that initial um, needs assessment, we started throwing numbers at, at what this project could cost and just worked with uh, structure tone, uh, whose numbers were then reconciled with Chris Slocum's to really develop a budget. And remarkably, um, we ended up really keeping an eye on the numbers and coming in within budget on this project. And, you know, I think I think Structure Tone did a masterful job of, of managing our budget and making sure that, that uh, we had enough money to, to build this thing. And I, it's funny, I was just looking at the, uh, the numbers for the geothermal plant Uh, in 2010, we, we estimated that that system could, could, uh, cost around $25 million. Uh, in, in 2013, when we finished the schematic design, uh, we costed it, the project at, uh, uh, ended up coming in 22 million and change. And the final contract amount was at about 24 million so we were really on the mark with with our budgeting and um you know i think i think you know the success of the project and also being able to bring it in uh at cost at what at what it needed to be i think really gave uh the client uh confidence in our team and in the system itself and uh so so you know the the, the adage of uh, say what you're going to do and then do it is is important and, and I think we we as a team you know all all uh, uh, benefited from the fact that we were able to to produce what we said we were going to do.
0: Uh, it was it was yep. phenomenal and I know I, I was unaware that the geothermal system all in with the plant and everything else cost you know that much yep. almost you know a little over 10 percent of the entire budget so it's that's saying something. Um, Tom, let me let me ask you, while we're talking about numbers, the, the, the energy savings or efficiency, um, what did you guys estimate this would save annually in terms of, you know, dollars for the cathedral? And, you know, follow-up question to that will be is, has anyone been monitoring that since it's gone into, you know, use?
2: Yeah, I think, um, Jeff, maybe you can help me out here, but I think we came in around Uh, We were estimating around a 30% reduction in um, energy, and I don't remember how many pounds of uh, CO2, but we also did that analysis as well just to see, you know, what we were going to be, um, you know, reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions. But it was pretty significant. Yeah, I think,
1: uh, you know, we we went through a very – the, you know the the world financial crisis came along and it gave us a little bit of a breather in this project. And Tom had described looking at uh, the conventional plant, comparing that with geothermal, and comparing it with what we were calling the uh, rock center option, which was uh, taking <clears throat> chilled water from from their plant across the street. And um, we we very generously uh, Rob Spire from Tippman Spire. Uh, Lent us their engineers, and Tom remembers this well, and and maybe you do, Paul, of all sitting over at Rockefeller Center and brainstorming about these three systems and what was the best fit for St. Patrick's Cathedral. And um, what 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 uh, Tom's analysis really proved out was that really in the sh- in the short term there were some costs that that might have exceeded uh, what the other systems would have cost, but. In the medium and long term, uh, the geothermal system uh, was going to save the cathedral money, and on top of that, be more sustainable. And I think, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, a lot of things like the amount of rock we had on site and would have had to excavate for the other two systems um, really made geothermal make a lot of sense. And and you know, I'm I'm uh, I, I love the system for St. Patrick's. I'm not sure I would apply it to every single project that I've ever been on. There has to be a right fit and a right reason to, to do it. And and it's also a system that requires maintenance and uh, not every small institution has um, the ability to maintain a system like like this one. And so, you know, there has to be the right fit for for this particular system.
2: I would clarify on that in terms of because of the limited space that we had for a, a ground loop, we went with an open loop system, which does require more maintenance. But, you know, for smaller facilities that have a little more land, we, you know, we would look at using a closed loop instead of a standing column well system. So, you know, the maintenance for a closed loop system is uh, certainly comparable, if not less than what you would see for, you know, a conventional, uh air-conditioning system with air-cooled condensers and that sort of
0: thing. Yeah, no, it's all good stuff. Um, you know, what What I'd like to ask both of you guys, you know, is, and we mentioned, we started off by saying this is, you know, it's a, it's a local, it's a New York City landmark. It's a national historic landmark. Um, you know, you go international, people have heard of St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. I mean, it's, you know, this is a, was a super high-profile project. I mean, for PW Grocer, PWGC, that was, you know, this was at the top of our list. I mean, we were very fortunate, and, you know, to, to, to use the term blessed, as for the cathedral, we were blessed to work on this project. Um, what was it like, you know, for both of you guys to work on such a high-profile project, you know? I mean... They, they, there's tons of constraints, being that it's a uh, you know national landmark. You know you've got to work within those constraints. How did that go into you know helping choose a geothermal system? You know, but uh, the big thing is, is you know the, the, the just highly visible, high profile. Um, you know, towards the end of the project, or at least the construction portions, we were racing to get things buttoned up because it was a, a high profile guest coming for. a very important visit, um, which was, you know, well-received and very hugely successful as far as I was concerned. But, you know, what were you guys' thoughts on just, you know, working on such a, you know, majestic and high-profile project?
2: Well, I know from our perspective, it was, you know, it was extremely exciting, but it was also terrifying at times because you you know that if you screwed this one up, uh, you were never going to hear the end of it. So, uh, you know, we, um, we really relied heavily on you know using a team approach here, I think um, between us and Jeff and of course your office, um, you know we made sure that this project was going to be a success.
1: Yeah, you know for us, uh, I would just say it was an extreme privilege to work on this project, and um, we had this really inspired uh, client who who wanted a a good project and, you know, they answered to a lot of people and, and, and uh, you know, they wanted, they wanted quality. And and so that, that was just, you know, an amazing opportunity to work under, under those kinds of conditions. Um, You know, everything from our, everyone from our client to, uh, you know, our team, we had 20 20 people on the, 20 firms on the design team, Um, you know, we had, you know, stained glass specialists from England, you know, on this project. We, you know, we, so we had this very diverse, very, very involved uh, team. We had an amazing uh, client team, you know, the the, the clergy and, you know, C- Cardinal league and then Cardinal Dolan and uh, Monsignor Ritchie and, and Monsignor or and, and, uh, uh Senior Mousticello, who, who all were involved in this project, um, you know, guys like, like Tom, Tom uh, Scarangelo, who, who uh, I mentioned was a trustee, um, and Zubatkin um, as an owner's rep. So we had this amazing team, everyone bringing their A-game to this project. And then, and then you had structure tone and all of structure tones, uh, subs and workers and la- laborers, and um, you know it was just it was just you know everybody trying to pull at the same time and do their best work. Um, you know, one of the yeah. one of the nicest things that our client did for us, uh, uh, Cardinal Dolan, uh, had barbecues for us. You know you know not not and not just one you know and he was flipping burgers out there and, and so you know, we had this client that really showed uh, their appreciation to the design team and to the workers and uh, you know I've never been I've never really been on a project like that and and then the other thing that's just so wonderful is is that people remember this building what it was like before you know when when we when we arrived on the scene you know, Stone, you know, they had to cordon off par- parts of the building because pieces of mortar and small pieces of stone were falling on the sidewalk. You know, the building was kind of blackish. The interior was this kind of army green inside. And, um, you know, it was, just, it was just a filthy mess. And, um, you know, a lot of people hadn't at the time, you know, realized that St. Patrick's was <clears throat> in need of some, some real stewardship. But, um, you know, I think after the project was done, it became apparent how, how much better and how much more beautiful the architecture was because it was just cleaned up and, and, uh, and looking gorgeous. So anyway, it was, it was you know, a, a project of a lifetime with amazing people involved in the project. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's something
0: that obviously I'll never forget as, a, as an architect. Yeah, well, Jeff, well said, I, I agree 100%, you know, and it, we were out there too, and uh, most of our work, if not, you know, I'd say 90% of our work was outside, you know, in the ground, and it was just uh, on a sidewalk in Manhattan, you know, what we were trying to do, it was just the constraints and, and just getting the job done and getting it done on time, it was, it was um, quite an undertaking, you know, um, which leads me to my next question is throughout the entire renovation and construction work, this remained an active cathedral. I mean, I remember times, I, you know, we were drilling wells on both sides of the cathedral, 51st Street and, and 50th, and, uh, you know, well, me being the lazy engineer that I am, I instead of walking around, I'd, I'd walk through, and, you know, sure enough, it wasn't a mass or a service going on, but there were church activities going on, people were in pews, and, you know, there's scaffolding set up, and there's construction workers, you know, everywhere, and, you know, what was it like for you guys to work on a, on a site like that, that, you know, number one, you know, we, we had, we had a job to do, but number two, it, it had to remain an active, you know, cathedral for, you know, services and masses and and everything else that they were doing in there.
2: From our perspective, I mean, obviously because uh, the original heating system for the cathedral was a steam heating system. And because we were changing to geothermal uh, that involved replacing all the radiators with fan coil units, uh, which of course made a lot of work for Jeff's team in terms of having to design new enclosures for these things. But um, we had to spend a lot of time in the cathedral trying to in, you know, inspect the, uh, the workmanship you know, as these things were being installed. And you know, it was always interesting kind of having an audience of people that were curious about what we were up to. You know, we would go beyond the uh, the barriers, and they would want to see what we were what we were going to do. So. Yeah, I
1: would I would say you know that whole choreography of how the work happened in this big space really uh, was coordinated with uh, Zubakin uh, and st- Structure Tone Structure Tone's plans for how they were going to get this building. Uh, restored and renovated um, and really the clergy uh, just really putting up with a lot and, and accepting the fact that they were going to have a construction project going on and and I think what was so cool about how it came about was uh, I think I think um, you know leadership and certainly Cardinal Golan uh, recognized that you know when, if you go to Rome there's always a project going on in churches and, and uh, all over the city, and um, you know, so they sort of embraced this, and they 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 talked about the project as a re- rejuvenation, you know, you know, aligning it with sort of spiritual uh, re- rejuvenation, and um, they just they just went with it, and um, we have some some beautiful uh, images of like midnight mass uh, one year where everyone's sitting under scaffolding. And, you know, at first I think they were concerned that, that, that people would be upset about that, but people just embraced it and loved being in a building that was under construction. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the coolest things that I can remember is just being up on the scaffold uh, scaffolding and looking at stained glass and all of a sudden the choir started practicing, you know, during work hours. And it was just totally sublime. So, so the combination of uh, you know them going on with the business of operating a church and doing all those things, uh, and allowing people in to see the construction, and allowing us to sort of, as Tom was saying, you know, you know, interact with 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 people on a certain level, and and uh, you know that was just a, a really uh, remarkable part of this of this project that that. Doesn't happen all the time. We're, we're working right now down in Trinity, and they closed Trinity Church Wall Street. They they closed the, the church, and you know it, it's really the it was the smartest thing to do for that particular church because it, it didn't have the territory that St. Patrick's did. But it is kind of a shame that people didn't get to see all the amazing things that went on during that uh, that construction project.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've read that the you know pre-pandemic the cathedral was drawing you know five million plus visitors a year. Which, you know, think about that. You know, we we we've, we've all done dozens, hundreds, whatever jobs, construction jobs, having five million people show up to your site in a year. I mean, it's just it's unheard of. You know, the the fact that yeah. we could you know do this, keep everybody safe, keep everybody. Reasonably happy, you know, and and get the job done. Um, It really is a a testament to the team, you know. Like you said, Structure Tone, those guys were phenomenal. I I can't speak highly enough of them. I enjoyed working with the Zubatkin guys, the owner's rep, as well, um, and and all the other, you know, trades and um, disciplines that we got to work with and interact with. Um, So, you know, being that this was, you know, in my mind, this was a huge success, this project. You know, it's it's up, it's running, you know, it's it's heating, it's cooling. Um, we're not bleeding any water. We won't get into the whole technic- technical information on, on that to, to, you know, overwhelm some of our listeners and uh, people that are trying to enjoy the podcast. But, um, so the, the system's working pretty well, you know. Um, we were hooked up to the, the BMS for a few years post, um, you know, and we, we were seeing some of the, you know, the performance and how it was operating and how it was operated. Um, we've since, you know, been terminated from that uh, as the job's done and complete and hopefully still working nicely. As you mentioned, the, the maintenance, ongoing maintenance issues, um, you know, it could be water quality, the, the mechanical equipment. Um, but, you know, as a group, we've we've been able to really, you know, parlay this into a, a good success for ourselves. And, you know, do, do you guys see this translating into other projects in New York city, particularly in Manhattan and Jeff, you mentioned another church down in Trinity Um what other applications could you see for for a technology like this? You know, in in New York City. Yeah,
1: you know, well, I think uh, certainly, certainly, other institutions with with campuses are. You know, I know, for instance, Columbia U- University is in Manhattanville uh, mm-hmm. is is using this technology, and um, we just did an assessment, uh, greeting assessment for uh, the Riverside Church uh, up near. Uh, Upper West Side up near Columbia. And, um, you know, they're interested in this technology. We gave them the tour of the St. Patrick's plant. So, you know, I think there's definitely an interest. I think, as I said before, there has to be uh, a good fit between uh, the institution, the, the context and the, the natural conditions and, and the technology. Um, So, so, you know, if I'm working with a a small little church somewhere, it might not be the first technology I, I go to. Um, but we're thinking a lot about, um, you know, how we can, uh, work with buildings and make them more sustainable in any event. I mean, we're, we're doing our best to insulate buildings and address, um, fabric. Uh, we're, we're very much, uh, involved in, um, Passive house design where it's, it's really an idea about really making a tighter envelope, a more uh, efficient uh, envelope. And so um, I think more and more what's great about projects like St. Patrick's Cathedral is that more and more, you know, institutions that know they're going to be around for the next 100 or 200 years. will think about, you know, these projects that can be more sustainable and that that can uh, maybe maybe cost a little bit more, but uh, but but really, if if they're tar- taking the long, long view, they can make a lot of sense. And so, um, you know, I think you'll 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 see more and more of this uh, moving into the future. Mm.
0: Absolutely, hope. Yeah, so. I would say that
2: uh, with local laws in New York City, like Local Law ninety seven, um, you know, it's really pushing more and more buildings to electrify and get away from. You know, having their own boilers and and other sources of uh, greenhouse gases, and so that makes geothermal r- really a you know a natural fit to to do that. So, I think the technology has has really got a bright future in New York.
0: So yeah, Tom, what about the uh, like the mechanical room and down there uh, underneath the cathedral? I've been down there many times. Um, we have. Ten wells, you know, uh, I believe six on one side, four on the other side of the cathedral, and they all come back to a, a central mechanical room, and there's ten heat exchangers down there. Now they're not overly large or anything, but that room is packed. I mean, is this a, a compact technology? Would would You know, so if we were going to retrofit a, another facility that, that's maybe smaller, would this be applicable? I mean, what's your opinion on that?
2: Well... Again, going back to the original design of you know having an air cooled system, the mechanical room uh, that we were going to have to build was going to be quite sizable. And what we discovered when we started looking at the the geothermal option was we were able to repurpose existing space in the cathedral, so we didn't really do any new uh, construction, you know, add any square footage to the to the Building complex to be able to accommodate this, uh, you know, the geothermal plant, and you know, I think when you when you looked at the savings of not having to excavate the the new mechanical plant, at, you know, and compared that to the cost of the well drilling, that the well drilling option was actually less expensive than than the uh, than the excavation would have, you know, the the cost of, of doing that. Um, uh, but the mechanical space was very tight. Um, you know, we, we kind of looked at that as if we were designing a submarine, you know, we, we made use of, of, yeah. of the entire volume, you know, it wasn't just square footage, but we were, we were making use of of the volume as well.
0: Tom, I, you guys did a great job because you, you, <laughs> you know, you can't swing the dead cat in there without hitting something, as they say. I mean, it it was, efficiently used let me put it that way it is you know it is not a square inch that went to waste for sure like i said tom's
1: used to uh getting beat up by architects you know (laughs) who who want more who want more of their space and um you know what was what was so great tom's tom's really on the mark i mean we saved a lot of money by not not building this this larger um plant that you know tom i'm guessing that the uh, conventional plant was going to be about 40% bigger. And we were able to go back into the original mechanical space, um, put the, put the geothermal plant in there and actually have space left over uh, uh, from their original uh, mechanical space for, for, you know, that we could turn over to them for their backup house uses. So it, it ended up being a very compact system. I think, I think, uh, you know, Lane uh, ended up doing uh, most of the installation. I I actually think the plant is beautiful and that was our charge to Tom. We wanted it to be tight, but Mm. we wanted it to be beautiful. And, you know, all of the pipes line up perfectly and all of the heat exchangers line up perfectly. And you go into that plant and it's impressive. You know, it just looks, it looks great. And that's, and that, you know, you know, Tom, Tom, uh, we owe a lot to Tom and his team for, um, you know, really taking the care to make this plant uh, quite beautiful. And uh, and also, you know, I think because it's so well organized, it's it's easy to understand the technology a little bit better. And we always knew that we wanted to use, uh, the client was very interested in using this project as sort of a demonstration project. And we've had NYSERDA and other institutions and, you uh, lots of architects down into the and engineers down into that space and um you know it's it's a great education educational opportunity to show people uh the system and have them understand the benefits of it
0: uh jeff you're right i mean i, I actually was on a tour down there giving part of the tour to uh the department of design and construction of new york city you know they, they're very active in uh, you know pursuing geothermal opportunities for you know many of the city facilities so this was a uh, For them, it was a a great case study or, you know, a place to to educate themselves and, you know, see where where they could apply it for, you know, future projects. So um, to try to bring this thing to a close, you know, I I did mention we had a special visitor uh, towards the end of the construction. You know, it was Pope Francis. I think it was back in 2015, if my memory serves. Um... What were his thoughts? Anybody? Did you get any feedback from the Pope? Was he impressed with the renovation work? And did he have anything to say about the geothermal system?
1: You know, uh, I can't speak to that. I know that uh, I know that everybody was extremely enthusiastic about him coming, and in fact, knowing he was coming was a real catalyst for uh, getting a piece of that project completed. You know, we were just pulling out the stops and the and structure tone and their their subs were just you know going crazy towards towards the, uh, the uh, date of his visit um, but uh, you know one of the things that, that perhaps inspired this this client uh, was that he uh, uh, Pope Francis came out with his encyclic which which basically stated that um, uh, we we as people need to be better stewards of, of the earth. And I think, um, you know, that maybe that maybe had an impact on this because uh, shortly thereafter we were designing a geothermal plant and, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, it just, you know, the Catholic church by doing this project really set a high bar for other institutions, other religious institutions. And, um, you know, they, they really, you know, they really uh, deserve to be commended for, for, you know, sort of being out there in the forefront of sustainability and uh, this kind of this high level of stewardship of their building.
0: Uh, Jeff, yeah. I agree. That's it's phenomenal. Tom, anything to add?
2: Well, I was going to say, sort of reinforcing what Jeff was saying earlier about, you know, just a great client to, to be able to work with and the fact that they invited the entire design and construction team to stand on the steps of you know, the cathedral as the Pope arrived. And uh, I think the, the high point for me was when somebody whispered in the Pope's ear and sort of pointed in our direction, and he threw us a wave and a little blessing. And so, you know, I, I, I was just really touched by that.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I know PWGC, we had a couple of staff members out there that day, you know, waiting for his arrival. And uh, the same thing. They they felt it was incredibly special and, uh, again, a blessing to be there. So that's terrific. Any closing thoughts, anything we didn't cover that you guys want to mention uh, about the cathedral, the renovation, the geothermal system?
1: Well, I would just I would just again say thank you to you, Paul, and your team, John Reiner, everybody who uh, helped uh make this happen and 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 also to tom and ristilio and eleanor and all all of the folks on both of your teams who uh who really contributed to this project and um you know it, it it is uh it is one of those special things that we all shared and uh you know uh i know we'll all remember it but uh it'll also be nice to take to take uh this experience elsewhere and to work with other institutions and Bring this uh, this kind of project uh, uh, to to other situations. So uh, I look forward to working with both of you guys in the future.
0: Same here, Tom.
2: Absolutely. Yep. A lot of credit needs to go to the to the contracting team. You know, when we talk about the mechanical room, and it, it's nice that you know uh, Landmark Facilities is getting credit for the design, but um, it was really uh, the attention to detail on the part of Lane and and the other contractors to, you know, again, to make it all fit, and and they had the same charge, and they understood it, which was, you know, that this was really going to be a showpiece, and it, you know, it needs to be um, a real model that we can show other people, And, and I think they succeeded in that, hands down.
0: No question about it. I mean, it was again. I'll say it again. The project was a huge success. Um, it's you know nationally, internationally recognized facility, and uh, you know it's it's all the better for the work that, that the team did. Um, and and, uh, and I, I am also grateful, you know, to the owner, to the owner's rep, the structure tone, to, to Jeff for bringing us in. Um, you know, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity, and uh, I'll never forget it. So, and and. Tom, also working with you and Rich, it was, you know, it was an experience uh, I will, I will you know, remember for the rest of my life. So I, I want to thank you guys. Uh, again, our guests today on the PWGC Environmental Echo podcast, we had Jeff Murphy. Uh, From Murphy, Burnham and Buttrick, the lead architect on the St. Patrick's renovation project, and we also had Tom Newbold from Landmark Facilities Group, which was the mechanical uh, engineer that did the the large part of all the design work there for the heating and cooling systems, and you also had myself, uh, PWGC, Paul Boyce, uh, President and CEO, your host of the podcast. Uh, so uh, just for our listeners, if you guys have any questions or you have any further interest in the, in the project or, or the work we did, feel free to reach out to us at uh, www.pwgrocer.com podcast. And uh, I just want to thank you for listening today, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much.